0: If you're the kind of dad who tried marijuana but didn't inhale, you just breathed in really deeply, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and dads from any place, regardless of where you live. We are excited to have you, the listener, you, the dad, join us for season five, episode number six. We're calling this one to serve, to protect, to dad. And our guest today is going to be Jesse Lamp. He is a senior special agent with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms looking forward to hearing his stories and his professional life, and also what it's like to live in a hashtag girl dad household. He's got three daughters, so a lot of girl time in that house should be a lot of fun. Right now, it's my great pleasure as Adam D to introduce my podcast partner. He's the Colorado Buffalo, excited about his Buffalo in the tournament. They've already knocked off Georgetown. Nobody gave them an opportunity to even you know think about them winning. And now they're going to be taking on Florida State uh, today. We record on Sunday, so uh, he's, he's, they're going to be taking on Florida State today. So Coach Randy in all his Colorado Buffalo glory, how you doing, Coach?
1: Adam D., Adam D., Adam D., In the place to be. It's so good to see you. And Yes, I got my Colorado Buffalo sweatshirt on when I was on my road trip. I bought a new one. I noticed you have the hats or the – um uh, the visor the visor yeah Colorado buffalo. My, my
0: new my new golf hat you know I've, uh, other than rutgers yeah i really don't have another rooting interest so i uh, will root for your colorado buffalo I, even though i haven't seen them play a lick all year
1: you know what and neither have i but at cu and you got to go back to the alma mater you just got to support them just it's in the blood you just it's in the blood right you just have to do it so we'll see right. what happens so we'll
0: see what happens there and we'll probably be talking about it next week or not or not. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have completely forgotten and moved on to something else.
1: Life so, happens at the speed of light.
0: So speaking of life happening, I don't know. You ever get into these situations within you know a, a period of the year where you just knock out a bunch of big purchases?
1: I think we're about to head that part now because okay. Yes. So we're 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 heading there.
0: So last couple of weekends, couple of big purchases. Um, first, new car. New car. We got you got a new, new car. Shelf. Got my wife Michelle a new car. What'd you get? And uh, went with another Traverse. All right, like the newest model. Very this nice. This is her third one. Right, so it's her her third lease. And uh, you know, you you usually have to block out an entire day, sometimes more, when you go and get oh. a new car. But that's because that's it the was worst. The, that's yeah, the worst. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, because it was same dealership, same car. They had all of our info in the system. Um, I kid you not. It was about a two two and a half hour affair between the the uh, the test drive, yeah, and you know schmoozing with the uh, the actual salesperson, mm-hmm. who is very reasonable. And it, the worst part is when you're in that finance office. Oh. There's about 150 papers. Yes, and then now then then the federal I don't know if it's the federal government or the car industry. Now there's new documents for you to sign.
1: Oh. Now, is this when they go right. into the, that, that guy's office and he puts a little TV, there's like a TV screen on the bottom of his table, and you have to pick all the different options about whether or not you want to have your tires protected, whether or not you want the uh, the potential for uh, hail damage and the uh, the future avalanche that might come, and you sit there arguing what to add to the car so it increases the price?
0: Yes, yeah, so that's like the lease coverage. And there's, of course, four different options. It's not just one yeah. basic plan that covers everything. Do you I'm want you. tires? Do you want tires and and the hood, do you want tires, hood, and windshield. Yes, you know what? What about if your radio blows up and spontaneously combusts <laughs> while you're driving? Yes. Those kinds of, things.
1: and that's not yeah. that's somehow some covered by your warranty because there's a small clause oh, here. Oh no, of
0: course, <laughs> yeah. And it's all it's all these protections. And it's, it's a little so bit
1: crazy. like fifteen dollars increments here, but by the time you're done, you've gone from paying what you thought was a reasonable rate like, how did I just get rammed? Yes, what? it went
0: from a $300 a month lease to $560 in a heartbeat. <laughs> how, how did that happen? But that that was the worst of it, and even that wasn't so bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fast forward, that afternoon, we start looking for couches. Ooh. Our couch wait, in our living wait, hold room. on and Coach, you, you love hold our on. couch. Hold on. You, know, you love our couch.
1: Hold on. Hold on. I have to be I, – I need to be involved with that decision. Mm. Uh, I'm well, sorry.
0: You should have joined us last week. And this past week, Adam D. for couch shopping. That
1: that couch is, and of course, because of COVID, I haven't had the pleasure of your company of being in your house that often. But I got to tell you, that that corner spot is my spot. It has there's like a little label on it over there with a plaque. You know, Coach Randy. I mean, that is my sleep seat. Yes, because I just boom, and I'm out within within two and a half minutes.
0: Yes, your butt is imprinted in that, that corner seat. That is it where he so. falls asleep. It doesn't matter what action's on the television. It ain't Coach so. Randy will sleep. It's the crack seat.
1: Uh, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. You got rid of it? Well, we're going to. No! We, yeah. You oh,
0: yeah. No! This is happening.
1: This no, is happening. I, we got to get to my house. We got to get to my house. We'll, we'll find space.
0: You, you can have it. You can have it. it it's got to be out by Tuesday night. So if you want that couch, it's all yours. You just have to find a way to get it to your house, but you can have it. We're getting the same kind of configuration.
1: Yeah, it's Just like different,
0: different material. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So we actually bought uh, two couches and I'll tell you the story. So after, after the car, we went to um, the Macy's furniture place. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you in North Jersey, you probably know Wayne Macy's furniture place. And it's a fine place. Salesmen are nice. It's very well laid out. They got a lot of, lot of variety. And now we're there for probably. My wife will say it was only about forty-five minutes. It felt like three hours, three and a half days, <laughs> right? So we found the sectional that we wanted, but now we're going back and forth about colors and materials. And there comes a point. I don't know if this is all men, but this this is certainly men like me with low attention spans Man. and people you who just you see it, you know it, you make a decision, you're gone. You're this gone. is you're why you out, you're gone. I could go to a shopping mall, spend 10 minutes in there, I find exactly what I want. Goodbye. You're in now, you're done. Yeah. No, not so much. Not so much with this couch. So it's Adam, what do you think of this color? I I say I like that color, but if you want this color, and now we're now it's a whole thing. I could see the salesman is getting a little riled up. He is yay short of saying, just. Select an effing color already. I could see it in his eyes, you know. When you can read body language and facial tips. And this is just
1: you and Michelle. No kids, right?
0: No, all the kids were there too. Oh my gosh! To get them out of the house, <laughs> and they were great because we're like, "What do you think of this couch?" And for them, it's, "Am I comfortable enough while I'm on social media and playing yeah. games on my phone?" Yeah. So they're on the couch the whole time,
1: just playing. You know, and doing exactly what they're doing. Just. On their phones.
0: Aiden's great. His feet are up on the ottoman. Doesn't matter. He's got his sneakers on. He's made himself at home. Great couch. Feels good. Like the material. And then, you know, they even look up. Their eyes were securely fixed on that, on that phone. So they were fine. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> the Salesman's getting a little, a little hot and bothered. About he sees this, the so money. Just, he sees a purchase. Yeah. Just throw a dark rug down. <laughs> It'll provide contrast. <laughs> And we've got pictures of our living room. Yeah. What do you think? We've got white
1: walls and hardwood this floors. This is a big time decision. I mean, this is not some small decision. This is something you're going to live with for at least the next 10 to 15 well, years, maybe I, longer. I got,
0: I got more than an education about how this is a big decision. Yeah. And how it's going to impact our home. You so have the same crappy couch for 17 years. years. And, and I've lived just fine hey, hey, with hey, that couch.
1: Hey, do not do not call that couch crappy. That is not a crappy couch.
0: All yours, coach.
1: I'm telling All you. Years. And listeners, you have to understand this, this couch is the classic couch where you just sit in, it absorbs you and you cannot help the comfort and I'm done. I'm out. And I don't care where I am. I'm, am i Am at your house? I'm done. I'm out. I'm sleeping within 25 minutes.
0: You become one with that couch. There's like parts of Randy's skin that are that couch. Well, no, not year. like that. You go over there,
1: where'd where, Randy go? Thought. You look up, where Randy go? Oh, you got, you can see the outline of his body because it's so embedded yeah. into the couch. And that took longer than the car purchase, which is a significantly bigger purchase than money-wise, right?
0: Well, there's a chapter two to all this. Uh Uh-oh. And And, there's more. So it was Macy's last week. And then we discovered a similar sectional at another furniture store for a $1,000 less.
1: Uh Uh-oh. So we go to that place. Very smart move. Yeah, and?
0: And Perry's like, I'm not having any of that. So she's not Aiden did come along, and and he does the, the phone test. And he's like, yes, I like this couch. It's really nice. What do you think of the material? It's fine. Material was different. Material was different. That was my big beef. But I said, yeah. you know what? If this couch makes you happy, hun. go with this. $1,000 less doesn't make you happy. Well, that that made me very happy. So,
1: so then how did you walk out of the previous store without purchasing?
0: We purchased the
1: couch <laughs> two weeks ago at
0: Macy's. Yes, They did say you can cancel uh, without any penalty, because what's happening now and, mm-hmm. and maybe people who are listening, this is uh, good. We're making any big, any big purchase. So this is a yeah. little bit of dad advice for you. Apparently, a lot of goods are coming in through San Diego. OK. And they're either not getting in when they're scheduled because there's such a, a log jam.
1: job Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and so many goods are in these warehouses. Right. Um, okay. It's like public storage, like times a thousand. Mm-hmm where the stuff is just sitting there and it has to be investigated because I guess it's coming in from other countries, um, you know, make, going through customs, what have you. And it's just taking a very, very long time either because of trade disagreements we're having or COVID yeah. or combination therein.
1: So they're giving right? you some time to say, listen, we don't want this.
0: Won't be here till June. So we said, all right, we'll make the purchase <laughs> in just a couple months. But meantime, here comes Ashley home yeah. store, home, home yeah. furnishings. Yeah. Wow. You think that's a deal? Then we have a deal for you. A thousand dollars less. So look, I
1: and it's coming on Tuesday,
0: <laughs> and it's coming on Tuesday. Let me tell you something. I don't want to be spending my weekends in furniture stores. Well, you know, I think that was my biggest issue. It's like I feel like we've been there, done that. But yes, to save a thousand dollars to get essentially the same product, plus or minus a few, you know, that yeah, it was probably worth it.
1: It's funny you talk about that. So you you bought a you bought a car and furniture, right? Those is there another big purchase?
0: No, that well, if you want to include the ottoman that came <laughs> with the sectional for like another 200 yeah. bucks.
1: Yeah, no, no. So so here's really funny. We're about to embark on a uh, furniture jamboree is okay. uh we are in a position for bedroom furniture. I've had the same benefit for like 20 years uh, and same kitchen table. So um we're talking about we're actually we're, we're setting time aside to go furniture shopping today so it's so funny you mentioned that um and uh we're gonna check a few places out uh i'm not a big fan of having to do that i just you know it's it's inside public space whatever but it's we want to stimulate the economy is what we're looking to do and uh and do so in such a way but then we're also looking at carpet for the upstairs oh, yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh so we've had input from the girls because we have not had we had the same carpet house for like 20, uh, for over. Uh, so both purchases that really aren't that much fun to have to do. Uh, but I think I'll be like you, you know, I'll know when I see it. I like it. Um, and uh, it is these, these, these decisions uh, border on this. This is like for the next 15, 20 years. Um,
0: I feel like you got, you got to do it. Yeah. It's- it's not the most fun thing to, to do. It's not the best way to spend your weekend. Uh, it takes time. Well, we and have, then, you know, you're dealing, you're dealing with, you know, defending yourself against a salesperson who is all on commission. So they're yeah. going to throw all of these little intangibles at you and, and try but it to has assess, become,
1: you know? it has become a date moment for my wife and I.
0: Well, that's so the girls will not be coming.
1: Well, uh, Michaela's decided she wants to go hang out with a friend. And so we're comfortable. to be hanging out. So the weather's nice. Uh, and Brie, I uh, just got. She's into reading like crazy now. She was waiting all day yesterday for this new book to arrive, so she wants wow. to, to read her book. We're going to try to convince her to come with us to get her outside
0: and hey, read the uh, book on the couch. You know, do a yeah. uh, do a test right if so, you're getting a couch.
1: Uh, or the, the bedroom furniture. So bedroom it is, uh, yeah. Uh, so yes, I, I think this is the time of year we we, we too are in the uh, the purchasing mode, uh, knowing that you want to help stimulate the economy, but knowing full well that uh, we just want to stimulate our bedroom to create some excitement there. If you can read between the lines.
0: Yes, meaning that it's not exciting whatsoever.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, oh no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to dismiss, you know, what's happening in the... Yeah, yeah, which
1: in the is room. absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: the kids are always in the house. Always so. in the
1: house. And <laughs> when you have a 15-year-old daughter whose room is right next to yours. Yes. And makes mention and makes comment about that she can hear, I quote, air quotes, everything. Yes, yes.
0: I remember I remember this conversation a few episodes ago. I threw yes. up in my mouth then, and I'm doing yes. the same. I'd say just buy some more insulation, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> coming up, we've got a guest who is the opposite of furniture shopping. We're going to be talking about arson investigation with great dad, special senior agent Jesse Lamp of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That's coming up on Bad to the Dead. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. You found us wherever you download podcasts. Now you can follow us on social media. At Bad to the Dad is our handle on pretty much every social media platform. And that includes Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even LinkedIn. And if you want to go the website route, we've got one of those too. It's bad to the dad.com where you can find information about guests past present and future. You can even download the podcast directly from the website. And if you want to ask us questions, if you have guest ideas or show ideas, please email us. That's the best way to do it. Contact us at badtothedad.com. That's at badtothedad.com. Coach, this week we are going to be celebrating the men and women, or the dads in, in our case, of law enforcement. And uh, great pleasure to bring back a, an old high school buddy of mine, Jesse Lamp, who's not just any agent. He is a senior special agent, like double secret probation from Animal House with alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Jesse, great to see you again. How are you? And welcome to Bad to the Dead.
2: Thanks so much. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. Season five of your podcast. Thanks for having me.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, It
0: only took us five seasons to get you on, Jesse, but uh, <laughs> we figured that this was the right moment.
1: That's OK. I'm glad to be here. You know, I got to tell you, Adam D., to have a guest to know that it's season five, that's pretty impressive. We must have a very well-trained special agent, double secret agent.
0: <laughs> he he has done background checks on us, dug up a lot of dirt. There's a lot of things I probably don't want him to know that we're probably already out in cyberspace. But um,
2: Well, there has been a satellite retasked over
1: both of your houses, but that's okay. Don't worry about that.
0: Love it when you speak dirty, Jesse. Don't mind that
1: sitting in the space above you. Just please ignore that. <laughs> Don't mind it. Don't mind it.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my skin is a little greener, but uh, I guess I can thank the government and my tax dollars at work for making that happen. So awesome. So Jesse, uh, tell us a little bit about the work that you do with ATF.
2: Well, uh, most people know ATF as being an investigative agency under the federal government, under the U.S. Department of Justice that investigates Uh, Gangs, violent crime, gangs, uh, firearms, trafficking, drug investigations, etc. However, I work actually in the fire and explosives side of the house. So for when I first got on with uh, ATF many years ago, I started working in an arson group, a fire investigation group, and worked the investigative side of the house for many, many years. And investigative side of the house means conducting interviews with individuals who are involved with uh, potential arson or fire incidents, collecting videos, getting insurance documents and looking through them to see if we can prove an arson case. And about 810 years ago, I became interested in the scientific side of the house. So that is those special agents that become certified fire investigators. And we go into a whether it's a home, a structure, uh, or a commercial structure, or whatever it may be, and try to determine the origin of the fire and the cause of the fire. So finding out where it started, how it started, and then if it's purposely set, then we work also the investigative side of the house and find out uh, who set it. Um, So I primarily do fire investigations now uh, on both the scientific side as well as the investigative side. And then I also work as a tactical medic with our special response teams. That's our uh, equivalent of our SWAT teams. So I do that as well. and those are the primary responsibilities as part of, a, as being a CFI, a certified fire investigator, I'm also on the national response team, which is a group of people within our agency that respond to really large scale fire and explosion incidents around the country. So uh, like the MarCal paper fire mm-hmm. up in Edgewater yep. Park, that was my job. I had a lot of people coming in with our national response team for that. Um, I was just at last summer on the USS bone Homer char that US Navy warship in San Diego. Um, And then just actually a couple weeks ago in Ocean City on on the boardwalk, there was a fire uh, at the Playlands Castaway Cove, which is like an amusement park in Ocean City. So we had the national response team in for that as well. So uh, I do quite a few things. It keeps me uh, busy, pretty active and uh, but it's different every day. So I really like it. You know, it's enjoyable.
0: So Jesse, I remember when I was doing real commuting, like driving to a, a place where I would work rather than, you know, my upstairs loft where the commute is about 15 steps. I would always hear these radio commercials about insurance fraud and yes. many of them involved arson. Is this a big problem in the country still, you know, people setting fires to collect insurance money?
2: It definitely is, especially in down economic times, we see an increase uh, of that, uh, Sometimes at the end of a season, a, a bad season down the shore, you might see some, some fires down on the boardwalk uh, every now and then. Now, the most recent one was accidental. But uh, yes, that that does happen. It is frequent. Um, so we do get involved with that pretty frequently. However, I would say that I thought it was a little bit more frequent than I anticipated when I became a certified fire investigator working in the scientific side of the house. So of all the fire scenes I've been to only about I'd say about 15% are incendiary or purposely set. But um, it's still a pretty high number when you come down to it. And uh, most of those reasons, motivations are due to insurance fraud in order to collect that insurance money. So uh, very hard to prove. Most of them are circumstantial. You never see the, <laughs> the person with the match inside the, you know, like the CSI. They, they seem to get it every week, but uh, it's not reality, unfortunately. So, so, so
0: not like what you see on television. That is true. The guy's actually holding the button that's <laughs> off the
2: bomb. Yes. Whoops. I'd yeah. love to work with those people I get that.
1: That's great. You know, <laughs> Just so, like you know, so, Jesse, I, I have like a two-part question, uh, if you don't mind. The first, are you the kind of, you know, as, as an ATF agent, uh, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, right? Yeah. That's yes. the other And so I'm thinking, and now we're talking about fire, so I didn't even know about that, so this is really interesting. Are you the kind of investor that gets to go in and say, I'm here, everybody else, it's my case now because I'm federal. You guys, and you, you get to show your power. I mean,
2: <laughs> very good question, actually. So, uh, you know, and a lot of people say, what is your authority and your jurisdiction to go in some of these places? In the federal government, we're allowed to go into, or we're authorized to go into comm- any structure that affects interstate commerce uh, under section two of the commerce clause of the constitution. And that ah, is section two. I yes. thought i yeah. section three. I section section three. three. I, you, you should have boned right.
0: up coach before Jesse came on. Right. I made the, the same answer mistake. The answer
2: would be three. Right. But uh, we know better. <laughs> and that is like commercial businesses, educational institutions, religious institutions. So technically if I went to a house of worship, if I went to this castaway cove, I can say, Hey, I'm here. Let's, uh, let's get everybody together here. This is the way we're going to do it. However, uh, I think ATF has a very good reputation and I subscribe to that theory that that is not the way to do it. Um, I go in, I am assisting the local county and or state investigation team that's going there and we provide and we have the access to a lot of resources that the local and county and state communities may not have, laboratories, um, Uh, personnel, electrical engineers, fire protection engineers, analysts, um, and then more of me, more people with a whole ton of... There's more than one one. Jesse Lamp? There's more than one. It's hard to imagine, but yes, there are. (laughs) are. Um, So, and we'll come in with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of sometimes we'll we'll bring some money and get some uh, construction equipment in there. That's not always easy to get. So, yes,
1: technically I would be able to do that. I have never done it, though, in my career. So, but, uh, I mean, do you walk in with a black suit and a tie and just glasses on and kind of just throw your badge? <laughs> double set, you know, special agent uh, lamp here. here with Usually, ATF. <laughs> <E-CF. laughs>
2: Usually, it's a dirty T-shirt and blue pants, and like, who the heck is this guy coming in? Like, oh, I'm
1: Jesse, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm Jesse, like the TV show. I'm Jesse. You know me. <laughs> so is there- you, know,
0: you know, Coach actually asked. You know, you you walk in and here's super special agent. And is there more than one uh, Jesse Lamp? Is there like a team that goes in and everyone has their kind of expertise?
2: So another good one. So there's actually only we only have about 100 of us nationwide certified fire investigators, and there's only two in the state of New Jersey for the federal government. So I cover pretty much central Jersey and south, but we help each other a lot because like Marcow is huge. And um, so, no, it's usually just me sometimes when I'm wearing my ATF gear and I walk in, you know, it's not like the tactical gear where I'm going, I'm going to go into the fire, you know, with my tactical gear. It's usually fire gear. Um, they're like, why is ATF here? They ask the same questions, coach. And they're like, ATF guns, what, were there guns in this, you know, uh, uh, restaurant? Like, no, no, we, we do fire investigations too, by the way. <laughs> you know, So, uh, so yeah, no, it's not usually, but then, but if we, if it's large enough scene like this one in Castaway Cove happened. Mm-hmm. I got to the scene, I we st- stood on the roof next to the building, which was completely burned out, burned away mm-hmm. and like, well, if I get one detective from the county prosecutor's office and one from the local police department and we have 72 interviews to do, we're gonna need some help. So that's when I call in a bigger team to come in and assist and they fly in from the whole country and come and assist.
1: Now, have you ever had to say, uh, you're on a need to know basis. And right now you don't need to know right now. I can say that. I can't even tell you about that. So okay. That's- All right. And if you told me, <laughs> you don't need to know <laughs> exactly. And if I, and if you did, you tell me, then you'd have, I got you. All right. All right. That's You have quote. to go
0: after the 50,000 other people that are listening. <laughs> that's at, at
1: that's good. So is there a, a specific story or investigation story that's like out of this world that you think some of our listeners would enjoy hearing about what you've done? That would be very like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Like one of your best stories. Well, there's a lot. I mean, on the fire side of the house, I think the
2: most interesting one for me was the uh, the the Navy ship fire, working aboard a a Navy warship for 10 or 12 days and digging out a fire scene there. Um, That was a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting job uh, working that for a long period of time. and the Markel, of course, I'm the one that's assigned the toilet paper factory, right? So you can't imagine the amount of <laughs> the stuff I'm getting from my coworkers. Oh, you got the toilet paper. And they, they gave me toilet paper rolls for, you know, souvenir. It's really
0: <laughs> That's know. one way to get toilet paper during a pandemic. See he <laughs> found he found the angle.
1: Yes.
2: That's...
0: So it was important to people in the last twelve months.
1: <laughs> I had no I was... idea how important toilet paper was. <laughs> oh yeah, until you need it. Yeah.
2: Um and then I'd say on the on the ATF agent side, medic side of the house, I, I worked the uh, sniper, ser- the serial sniper down in D.C. many years ago. I remember the D.C. sniper. It was, yeah. was in the car, right? right. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yes. In the back of the car, they were kind of shooting people. And uh, I've worked a lot of pretty cool events uh, um, over the years, um, working with Secret Service and State Department on some of the U.N. details. Um,
1: uh, now if, you, if you notice, Adam D., he's being evasive because we're not at the level of top secret level to understand what he's talking about. No. So, uh, if you you're understand, not. I, if you weren't on the call, we could have an open conversation because I have that level of uh, coverage, but that's why he's being vague because of your, you're low on the totem pole. I'm just letting our listeners know. I,
0: I I can only imagine how you got that kind of security clearance to be part of that conversation,
1: coach. Well, clearance, clearance, it's both, you know, Clarence. Well, as long as you uh, know your vector, Victor,
2: Roger, Roger.
0: See, oh, we've got a kindred (laughs) spirit here. Someone who's watched the canon of the films that every dad needed to watch. Now, you mentioned some special events. You were just at the inauguration. I was. In in January down in D.C. So what was your role down there?
2: Our agency actually had uh, multiple roles in there. So (laughs) this is one of those circumstances where multiple roles of mine can come into play. So you could either go down as a, a medic with our special response teams and my team was working the white house. So they were at the white house and inner inner uh, security for 14 days, 12 days. Uh, I did not do that one because they needed more personnel for the national response team call out fire arson explosion response team. So I worked as the fire and explosion response team, as you know, I wasn't that busy when it comes to that. So that's a good thing. I think. So uh, we, uh, that was my role down there, more of a, a response group. with other members.
0: So, so Jesse, your role, you know, working with these federal task forces and law enforcement, potentially very dangerous. You've got a family with three girls, three young girls. What does your family think about the kind of work that you do?
2: Well, they are, they are sometimes concerned when I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and have all my tactical gear on and, you know, rifle and all that stuff. So they know when I have to do that, it's, um, you know, to be a medic, I do that about 10 times a year, it's once a month or once every six weeks or so I'm going on one of those uh, high risk warrants. Um, and they're concerned, they tell me to text them as soon as we're done, you know, at 605 in the morning, you usually hit a door at six o'clock. So at 605, I text them, say everything's okay. I was just on one in North Carolina a few days ago. And, uh, you know, it was a 630 because I had to treat somebody and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, everything's fine. It was just uh you know uh everything's fine everything's safe we just how to help somebody and that, that that's it so i i th- they don't talk to me too much about it i think they talk amongst one another and just hope that everything works out
1: so,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah i mean that's part of it as well i think
1: so then how do you with your job i guess it sounds like you're all over base and frankly you're the first guest we've had uh that really does this kind of work that really i mean uh I mean, we put our lives in danger, I guess, to a certain extent, uh, just waking up in the morning as a parent because you know have no idea it's going to happen, but you really do have a job. Um, what are some things that you do with your family when you are home? Uh, and is it a typical kind of family time or do you have to blend it in such a ways that uh, it's not unique to a quote unquote nine to five kind of job? I think, you know,
2: some of the main, if you're, if you're talking about maybe perhaps some of the things where you can take your job home with you sometimes there is a little bit of period when I come home from a day where there's a 10 or 15 minute decompression period or so where I'm saying, hey, how you doing, guys? And I'll walk away for a little bit if I had a tough day. I mean, unfortunately, in the fire industry, if there's fire fatalities, I've seen kids. There was a, in Monmouth County there, a couple of years ago, there was a, a family of four that was uh, killed in a, in a fire and, and through violent acts and kids and stuff. So sometimes when you see that, you have to kind of remove yourself from the situation for a little bit, uh, and they understand that. Uh, but the rest of the time, I think it's like a typical family. I mean, we sp- we spend time and, uh, you know, go on our vacations and, uh, you know, hang out, watch TV. And uh, I do a lot of them really into video editing. So I do a lot of uh, home videos and slideshows and stuff with the family. So that's, I'm big into that as well. So yeah, I- I'd say it's primarily typical outside of the, uh, you know, trying to separate my job from home life sometimes when necessary
0: you know coach 30 years ago jesse would say i i would splice film of, of <laughs> home movies right i'd be doing some splicing splicing you know, i remember we splicing moved on from some splicing right no, i, I remember have no splicing to do
1: uh, i remember <laughs> splicing that was that was a unique skill especially with cassette tapes oh, or yeah. videotapes you had to splice them together i that is a magical skill, but now I get guess the, get the button. film
0: on that track, right? There's yep. a little track and then there was like a piece of invisible tape and yep. that would that's how they edited uh, when you were in your basement and dealing with wood, wood paneling and, and shag carpet, you know, that was, that was your, your inner sanctum. So, Jesse, we mentioned three girls and I'm not going to ask you what you did in a past life, but uh, what is, what <laughs> is the lamp house like? I know you're out very early in the morning, so... You're not necessarily witness to the getting ready rituals of a yes. house that's filled with a lot of estrogen. But, you know, on a, on a typical day, what's what's life like in that dynamic?
2: I'll tell you, ironically, Adam, D, I uh, I am the uh, was the home person because my wife is a teacher. She was out oh. the door at six forty five in the morning. So um, a lot of times, you know, obviously we can't predict when fires are going to come in. So I was usually or explosions, et cetera. I was usually home doing the kids hair and you know trying to get it in a ponytail like how is this possible that this can get into a ponytail um so there's a right now you know now they're uh, uh 10 13 and, and 16. uh drama would be the understatement of the century <laughs> to say for those who have girls you know uh, it is uh, quite an interesting um environment especially uh, at these ages when teenagers and the two oldest ones so uh there is some drama that goes on but i'll tell you i love having girls i mean um being the dad to girls you know your you, their life your revolves around you uh in many ways so um you know i think later when we talk to the advice section every word matters when a dad's talking to their girls so you know it's <laughs> it's uh it has paramount importance so watching you know saying positive things is a very
1: helpful thing
2: <laughs> to girls but
1: uh, yeah yeah, yeah what You said about that. I, I have three daughters, uh, I have four kids, three daughters, uh, and I often joke that that is my payback for being a, uh, a fraternity kid in college. You know, that's there's payback, uh, there's there, there is, and Adam D, you know, has a daughter, but there's a uniqueness to, to daughters that uh is just very special. It is, And <laughs> but did you grow up with sisters in your family? I did not, no girls at all. Generation. So, so, this is so then not having any girls in your, your life. I mean, maybe your mom and everything. when you have daughters, it completely, whoa. I mean, for <laughs> you realize that you're literally out of your league, right? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. At which point were you like, Oh my gosh, I, I have no, I thought I knew what parenting was. This is clearly not what I got in for.
2: First time I changed the diaper. I'm like, what's that?
1: You know, like,
2: <laughs> what's going on here? Uh... Just Google it, Jesse. Yeah, (laughs) it's all on the Internet. I got it within a year or two. I figured it out. uh, (laughs) It's like, wait, it's getting in
1: my face. How is that possible?
2: (laughs) So, yeah, no, uh, um, you know, just all their mannerisms and uh, just everything's so different. I mean, sports are, you know, similar in many fashions. But, uh, yeah, personality wise, it's (laughs) it's quite a difference from having a brother beat up on you, you know, or or vice versa. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) You had uh, mentioned uh, what we love to talk about is dad advice. Um, we it's advice for dads. So, given your background, your your role with ATF, your family, your girls, your wife who's an educator, what's some dad advice you have for our dads listening that you think would be helpful for them to learn from your perspective?
2: Well, I mean, on the general side, I um, talking about having mo- if you have multiple kids. I'd say spending time with each of them individually. I don't know if this has been stated before, but spending time with them individually uh, is I think of critical importance to just show that each one is special to you and that they mean the world to you and um, they're your whole life basically. So it's great to be in a family environment where you're all together all the time. Everyone loves that, I'd take videos, et cetera. But you know, going to a Jets, we're talking about the Jets, uh, or I was, I'm a Jets fan, um, I'm the one. Um, going to you know, a jet ski. I'm
0: the two, but misery loves company. You company. Know, at least it gives us something to talk about.
2: Yeah. yeah so doing special events with each kid, I think uh, would be very helpful and um, just maintain integrity and passion in all that you do. Uh, it really reflects on, on, on yourself and your family and, th- and they'll follow that. So I think that's important. I'd say on the, on the, on the professional side, so on the fire side, okay, this is my PSA coming out on the fire side, right? The public service announcement, I'd say, you know, one of the most important things obviously with your kids is to love, but also protect your kids. So simple things, and, and the reason I say this, I see this all the time in fire fatalities, change the batteries in your smoke detector. It doesn't take long to do it. Um, know where your exits are when you go into a restaurant or movie theater, because it, you know, there, there's been history in the past, uh, the station nightclub in Rhode Island, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's the group think is to go out the same exit that you enter. So everyone piles out one single exit. Meanwhile, you got three or four other ones. So something as simple as that, knowing where the exits are in case of an emergency uh, so you can get out that way. On the police side, <clears throat> and this is, I wouldn't say controversial, but um, I think for the dads who live in suburbia, um, you're there because you either grew up there, you're familiar with it, you like the schools, um, whatever, there's lower crime rate, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that um, people have to recognize that there's still bad people out there, Uh, not to bring a sour note into this, but there are bad people out there. As we can see, unfortunately, in today's environment, you go into a mall, a bowling alley, a movie theater, a restaurant, there could be bad things that happen. So trying to keep alert and i'm not saying people have to go to navy seal training next week but but uh you know having a code word with your family like keeping your eye out and saying let's go right now we're going right now and they listen to you and follow you um that's one way of keeping your family protected and just knowing i mean I can't tell in all circumstances but just being prepared for you know not just uh knots in the boy scouts but be prepared uh for for all eventualities that could happen um because um a lot of people feel like they're sheltered a little bit and uh it's important to beware sometimes of your surroundings not to worry your kids and say oh you gotta at all times you gotta be you know vigilant hyper vigilant but uh no that's not necessary but um yeah just kind of have a general idea of what's what's around you at all times
1: you know, Adam D, what I found special unique about our, our special guest here, uh, Jesse Lamp, uh, AT special uh,
0: senior guest.
1: I was, I was Jesse say,
0: Lamp,
1: <laughs> right? Is that not only did we get one part dad vice, not only did we get two part dad vice, we got three, three, <laughs> three part dad vice, which I think is a first for bad <laughs> to the, the
0: day. But it all rolls back to dad vice, right? It's how to raise your kids, how to protect your home for your kids. And how to protect your kids outside of the home where danger may be lurking. So yes. I don't know. It all it all makes sense, and uh, I think that this this could be the Swiss Army knife of episodes that, that we've ever produced. And, and we're thankful we're thankful to Jesse Lamb for for providing that. Jesse, I got to say, so you know Jesse and I went to high school together. Um, if you open up the yearbook from Livingston High School, New Jersey, 1992, and you look at Jesse's picture and you look at him now. It's like, time, time had uh, really no effect. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, you're look you're looking great, and I have no we doubt that. that some of that uh, law enforcement physical training had something to do with that, or just good genes. I I'm
1: not sure. <laughs> probably the <just> jeans.
2: <laughs> are you probably. are you a Lee's jeans guy, Levi's? What kind of jeans is it? Oh, Lee's. I still use Lee's. Way back. Lee's. Uh, the...
1: Oh yeah. jeans. It's clearly the jeans.
0: Back. I'm a Levi's right. guy, but that's only because I always go with the OG. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it really must be the genes, then.
0: We're going to go with the genes, and as uh, long as he can fit into them, which is more than I can say for much of the class of nineteen ninety-two. But <laughs> Jesse, awesome to see you. Our guest today on Bad to the Dad has been Jesse Lamp, a senior special agent with Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I think we've learned a lot about other things that ATF does than just you know the surface level investigation stuff. Jesse, thanks so much for being on. Best to your family, and appreciate you being on the podcast.
2: It's great to be with you guys. Good luck. Stay safe and healthy. And uh, thanks again.
0: We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Becky Berman of Berman Branding. For all of your marketing, website design, and graphic design needs, she designed Bone Daddy. And Coach, she has been doing a lot of work with you around marketing for your coaching business, as well as your website, your own graphic design. Have you noticed? She's done a marvelous job. Have you noticed? not only have I noticed, but you have this new program. Yeah, maybe it's an old program.
2: Well, repackage, repackage. Yeah,
0: uh, on anti-bullying, and I can't think about a more timely, uh, a timely time to yep. you know position that business, given you know what's happening on what's happening with Atlanta mm-hmm. and you know the Asian Americans that are getting attacked, and then even locally, there's been some bullying that's going on. So, look as, as a guy who's seen Coach Randy in action. You should go with Berman Branding for your marketing. Go with Coach Randy for all of your anti-bullying workshops. He'll get the job done. Wow.
1: That is a great PSA. I would just say ditto. A rump. Okay, then I'll give a-rumph, you a rumph.
0: All right. You got in get a rumph out of this guy. A rumph. All right. Now we've got our blazing saddles reference, and, and the show can be complete. But we definitely had a complete show with our guest today, Jesse Lamp of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms want to thank him not only for being on the show but also for all the work that he does and we want to of course celebrate him and all of his brothers and sisters in law enforcement and uh, protecting our country from all of those threats including arson which we spent a lot of time on
1: so that you was Jesse of... go ahead i'm sorry he's a
0: hashtag girl dad
1: yeah hashtag girl dad. Yeah, that was
0: cool that was cool hearing about all those
1: things. i gotta tell you you those have some of the most incredible friends from school like i I've kind of lost contact with a lot of my friends, and I—I I mean, truth be told, a lot of a lot of my friends from high school really do some great things. Uh, never really thought about reaching out to them, maybe if they're listening. But you, I mean, such a a potpourri, so to speak, of a selection cool. collection of uh, people. I mean, ATF, right? That's—I mean, that is just uh, ATF. WTF? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'd mean, no, tell you that my my class, the class of 92. And, you know, I think that Livingston High School, New Jersey, uh, in general, produced a lot of very interesting people and a lot of interesting people you don't know about. You know, we have had our fair share of celebrities, you know, Jason Alexander, Alexander. George Stanza, Bruce Beck, sportscaster, our former governor, Chris Christie. I know who you're a big fan of. Wink, I love wink.
1: him. Love um, him, especially in the chair on the beach.
0: And it's still getting a lot of play. You put him and Bernie together.
1: Right, right next together with but Bernie. You yourself yeah.
0: a mean. Yeah. But it has been a, a factory of uh, really incredible people. I'm, I'm very proud to have graduated from Livingston High School. And we keep, keep churning them out, too. Keep churning out. Leslie Kritzer, another one. She didn't graduate in my class, but she has done a lot of Broadway work. She was just in Beetlejuice before Broadway shut down. And uh, hopefully we'll see her in more entertaining vehicles coming up in, in the not too distant future. So Livingston High School was uh, again uh, a really, great exporter rewarding. of fascinating people.
1: And, and and next week we have someone who we had to push because he had didn't have Wi Fi. Tell mm-hmm. us about our guests for next week. And yeah, we've got Tim Hagen. I just, just teased you. Just teed up. It
0: up. You set it up. This is like a beach volleyball. You you set it up and I spike it down. Bump set. And that's apropos because Tim Hagen is a high school volleyball coach, or at least he was, so we'll learn about some of those experiences. But he is the owner of Progress Coaching, which is a corporate coaching product. He's got this whole system around coaching via conversations and mapping out you know, what is the problem and how do we get to a solutions through asking the right questions, having the right conversation so that the person you're coaching can take ownership of the change. And I think that that's something that dads or any parent could make really good use of. We're always coaching our kids. Most of the time, they don't want to listen to us because we're mom and dad. What do we know? But if we can apply those techniques from a professional in that world, yeah, you know, maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can make some inroads. We'll have to see. Well I'm excited, Adam D.
1: Make- as you would say, another episode in the tank. And that was episode
0: six, so we got episode seven. We're, we're humming along here. Not much season left to go, but we'll explain what's going to happen in the postseason, maybe next week or the, the week after.
1: Oh, love that tease. Good work, Adam mm-hmm. D.
0: Mm-hmm. That means you're going to have to keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Dads, have a great week.